Hi, welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Zach. And I'm Rin. And today we are talking about pragmatic world building. So I suggested this topic, and when I did, Rin was like... I know what those words mean individually, but not together. Yeah. So this uh, came to me when I was uh, um, doing a little bit of reading about uh, pragmatism, which is a philosophy or a way of looking at a way of looking at humans as being problem solvers. So looking at decisions that humans make and looking at social institutions by asking what problem are you trying to solve? And I realized, oh my goodness, this is perfect for world building. And you mean it comes up inside of, you know, like Tumblr posts talking about uh, writing tips and that sort of thing. But I decided to call it pragmatic world building. So you coined a new term. I, Look at you go. You can, like, go to writing conferences and talk I about know, this. I know, right? This is exciting. Sweet. So really there are two steps going on with pragmatic world building. And the first thing is to identify the problems that need solving. Um, so all civilizations and all societies are going to face some similar problems mm-hmm. where, you know, you have to ask questions about where are they going to get food, where are they going to get water, how are they going to make their clothes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. If you are inside of a, if you're writing speculative fiction, whether it's science fiction or fantasy, let's take urban fantasy for an exa- for example. And for whatever reason, magic users don't want to, don't want, you know, non-magic users to know that they exist. Just as an example, which mm-hmm. you will never see in any media whatsoever. Can you hear my <laughs> as I'm rolling my eyes? But if that's the problem, then the problem is how do we remain secret, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next step is to say, okay, what is the solution to this? How do they get food? How do they get water? How do they remain secret? And by talking about and thinking about the solutions to those problems, you can also demarcate in between cultures. So maybe, for example, if one group of magic users says, oh, the way that we're going to the way that we're going to remain secret is that we're going to create these areas where you can use magic and then everywhere else you can't. That's going to have a that's going to give flavor to that particular group. Whereas another group who says, Oh, well, we'll just use magic at night because less people are awake at night, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that can lead to interesting tension in between civilizations and in between characters when you're writing inside when you're actually writing your your novels. Already I'm getting like this idea of a Romeo and Juliet story where like you know it's like, oh you can only do magic like in this place and then this other character's like you can only do magic at night and like mm-hmm. then it leads to like these big cultural clashes and like again very Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that process that I just described can be repeated however many times you want. And sometimes when you talk about a when you talk about a solution, it can bring up new problems. So with the example of oh, well, we're going to set off or we're going to partition certain areas um, where people can use magic. Well, then you have another problem. How are you going? First of all, how are you going to partition those areas? And second of all, how are you going to get access to the land? So, you know, maybe you go for, like, the, oh, we'll curse it or whatever so that if people wander in, they'll just wander out the other end kind of thing. Yeah, like a fairy circle. Right. Or maybe you do something a little bit more, I don't know, this feels kind of more grimdarky, but, like, you have people infiltrate banking systems or accumulate a whole bunch of wealth in order to buy the land and then they build walls around it kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um and again, those two different solutions to the problem 
result in you know in different things and you can still propagate it outward well if there's a, you know if there's one person who owns the land um, how does that you know what sort of problems does that present for people who are using the land in order to practice magic yeah. or with the fairy circle the problem could be how does the society outside of the fairy circle react to people who encounter it right yeah is it sort of like an independence day thing where they like make fun of the guy um or the girl um and you know just kind of ostracize them or you know how does the surrounding society deal with that yeah and the thing that's coming to mind right now is Brandon Mole's Fable Haven. Yes. Where you have, like, all these, like, magical reserves for magical creatures. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the main conflict, at least in the later books, if I'm remembering correctly, is, like, the magical creatures want out of the reserves. It's been so long since I read those I know. books. I know. It's been forever. It There's a sequel series. I know. And I kind of want to read it, but I'm also, I read like... the first book or two, but it's not as good. Oh, I'll talk about my issues with Brandon Mole another time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, But, like... If you can make it, so it's, like, you also have the approach of, like, just putting a veil over the world, like, mm-hmm. uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians does this, they call it the mist. Yes, yes. Um, where, like, the non-magical people, like, interact with it, but they don't see, like, yeah. what's really going on, like, in Percy Jackson, they see a pen instead of a sword, even if the riptide is in sword form. Yeah. Or, like... You have to, like, drink the magic milk in Fablehaven to, like... To be able to, be able see, to the see the fairies. The fairies. Yes. Exactly. So that's another way you can address how to hide the magic. Right. And so you can... I mean, you can do whatever kinds of problems that you want. If you're doing a, for example, sci-fi, and the problem is how do we colonize other worlds, there are tons of options for how you can go about doing that. Oh, well... You know, we'll do colony ships, or we'll do um, suspended animation, or uh, we'll do... Cryo... Yeah, cryogenics. Cryogenics. Okay, I was, uh, was going to say cryogenesis, but I was like, that doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. Maybe you, you can... Maybe those two words would fit together in certain contexts. I'm not yeah. quite sure what that context would be, but yeah, it, who sound, knows? it sounds I'll, like I'll something. put it in my notes app. <laughs> There, new term. You can go work. You can go talk. It autocorrected to cry Genesis. <laughs> cry hyphen Genesis. But yeah, um, problems can be both personal and communal. Like a personal question is more like how do people like form families and where do families live. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas communal could be like what do we do with our like waste? Mm-hmm. Is like that's a much bigger problem, especially as societies grow and get larger. Um, I have this example from an old Tumblr post that I can't find anywhere. It's probably somewhere on one of my writing Pinterest boards, but I have, like, three of those. So, it's the idea of pragmatic world building without using the term pragmatic world building. It's like, okay, so what if you have, like, a city and you want a sacred animal and you choose doves? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, yeah, now there are doves everywhere. And then they're, like, they're not seen as pests. They're, like, sacred animals, as previously stated. But then when you think about if you have, like, a city full of doves, then there's bird poop everywhere. Right. And then it's, like, you have all these, like, public health issues, and it's just a huge mess. So maybe, like, to solve this problem, and, like, hopefully the city accounts for this, they actually have, like, great cleaning systems and, like, people to keep everything clean. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of, like, having, like, cleaning bird poop be, like, something that is, like, looked down on, Mm -hmm. it's actually, like, a position of respect in the society. Right. So... 
you can you can see how pragmatic world building leads not, lends itself not just to environmental world building mm-hmm. but also social world building. Yes, and so you know we talked about food, water, clothing. You know, keeping magic secret. How do you take care of the birds? Like. <laughs> There are so many different there are so many different problems that might establish themselves inside of a inside of a society or inside of an interpersonal um, interpersonal context. And I was realizing that in the same way that a society's responses to these problems helps define the culture of the society, mm-hmm. um, it's a similar thing that the way that characters attempt to solve problems, you know, exemplifies their character. Like that's not you know, earth shattering. It's kind of obvious. Yeah. But again, apply it out to the apply it out to the society. And if the character of the society is such that, you know, we're going to respect the people who clean up after the sacred animals, mm-hmm. that is going to influence the way that they think about other things as well. In pragmatism, this is called um a rule or a habit where you after you have a solution to a problem, you start to generalize it and apply it to to other things. Yeah. Well, that's super cool. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with pragmatic world building? No, I don't think so. I think I sometimes get irritated when I see lists of like, these are things that you should flush out for your world building. And while I don't recommend actually pulling up those lists and like answering every single question, because I think some of them are dumb, but you can still use elements of it to find interesting problems mm-hmm. or to ask interesting questions about about characters and the societies that they live in. So those are good resources to go to, to be like, I don't, you know, Zach and Rin, this sounds really cool, but I don't know what problems people are attempting to solve kind of thing. And yeah. Those are good places to start. Yeah, and I would also add that just because you do all this world building, it doesn't actually have to make it into your book. Yes, yes. Like maybe in like the Dove example, like that's a focal point of like the city and that would make it in. But I feel like a lot of books, like, they don't actually care where they get, like, food, water, and clothing. Like, it's just, like, kind of accepted as there and they have a solution. Mm -hmm. So, and, like, in my Wonderland books, I'm, like, I haven't done very much pragmatic world building because it's, like, oh, there's magic. It's just kind of, like. And it's Wonderland. It's Wonderland. Exactly. Like, if I did all this, like, nitty-gritty world building, it wouldn't feel as whimsical. Right. You were about to say hard world building, and that's exactly what it is, is the hard. Yes, exactly world building rather than the soft yeah so yeah so use your resources address the problems that are have come out of it and remember that you need to know these things or maybe you don't need to know these things if you're writing wonderland (laughs) (laughs) but even if you need to know them your readers don't necessarily need to know them you don't want to bog down your book if i could give an example of a like knowing something about the knowing something about the society that isn't crucial but still adds flavor. I think about Omashu in oh, yes. the um, Avatar in the last Airbender, where you know you have this system of transporting goods through you know earthbending and moving, um, you know these sleds of earth filled with filled mm-hmm. with stuff, and it adds to the aesthetic of the world, but it also ends up presenting a solution to, oh, we need to get away really quickly, so what do we do? We get onto the onto the conveyor belt system. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great example. Uh, I think we're out of time this week, but we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Quid Pros Quo.